Oh, that sounds better. Thanks. Good morning. My name's Jen Rylett, and I am the children's worker here at St. Paul's. I'm not. That's Lizzie's job. That's not my job. I wouldn't wish to take over at all. Turns out I'm the youth worker, and I'm very competent, and I totally know what I'm doing. (laughs) I'll just sit down now. Um, Okay, who was listening to Ari? Who can put their hand up and tell me what happened in our story? Helen, can you shout it? You can't shout it, but you were listening. That's good. Was anyone listening who can shout and tell me what happened in our story? Jesus told children to come to him. Absolutely. So, back in Jesus' day, children were not seen as very important. They were seen as in the way and a little bit of a nuisance. And his disciples were trying very hard to do what they thought was the right thing. They were trying to clear the way so that all the important people, I imagine it was the men, could hear Jesus. Jesus was not impressed. It's absolutely not Jesus' way. He gathers everyone to him. Can you think of anyone else, any other Bible stories, where Jesus welcomes somebody that the rest of society ignores? Hmm. John. The tax collector, absolutely. Everybody dislikes the tax collector, but Jesus invites himself to tea. Anyone else? Who does Jesus welcome? A prostitute. Yes, he does. Absolutely. Where's Maggie? Maggie? The woman who touched the hem of his garment. So she was unclean. She was shunned socially. And Jesus welcomed. The leper. Yes, Jesus touched lepers and prayed for them. There's so many examples of when Jesus gathers people to him who the rest of society ignore. And in our story today, not only did Jesus say, let the children come to me, he said, do not hinder them. Don't make it difficult for them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. So, uh, what is the kingdom of God? Anyone got any ideas? Ari. Heaven. Heaven. Yep. Any other ideas? What's the kingdom of God? Not the United Kingdom. Kingdom. Do you think maybe the United Kingdom could be part of it? (laughs) Okay, sounds like, sounds like something amazing, doesn't it? The kingdom of God. It sounds something good and beautiful and sparkly and amazing. Well, the kingdom of God is everywhere that God is. The kingdom of God is where people believe in him. It's where people live like God wants us to live. It's God's place. And Jesus says it belongs to people who are like children. So this means two things for us. The first is, it's our job not only to let children come to Jesus, but not to make it difficult for them. That's why in our church... We put tons of energy into provision for our children and our young people. We will never just babysit them so that the adults can come to Jesus. We teach them who Jesus is. We introduce them to him. We play with them like Jesus would. We worship with them. We teach them to enjoy God's creation. We have a brilliant team of people who do this with us. 
and you'll meet them in a bit. But bringing children to Jesus is about so much more than Sunday mornings. If we want our children to know Jesus, and I mean our children in the broader sense, not just as parents and our biological children, I mean our children like all the children that we have contact with. So this is not just parents I'm talking to, it's all of us. If we want our children to know Jesus, we need to be sharing with them what we know about Jesus. Talk to them. Tell them stories about when you've seen God at work. Pray with them so they can see prayers being answered. Play worship music at home. Show them the difference it makes to the mood when you blast worship music in the kitchen. And if you're thinking, actually, I'm not sure what I know about Jesus, then come on the Alpha course. That's exactly what it's for. There's nothing to make you realize how little you know about something than children asking you their questions. Also, arm yourself with some books. Get reading, build your faith, and talk to your children about what you're reading. I've got a small pile of things here. Uh, Some are books that we read with our children. There's a couple of books about praying for your children. Come and have a look, see if you think they might be interesting. Other tiny little thing, Jesus' half sentence, he said, do not hinder them. Sometimes we make coming to Jesus difficult. I knew a family once who wouldn't let their boys come to church wearing football shirts. And I'm sure it's not the only reason, but those boys aren't in church anymore. Today we're starting a series called Come As You Are. Football shirts, short skirts, or in our case, socks and sandals. (laughs) Gotta let the children come as they are. And more, no. (laughs) Seriously, I'm wrong. You do need to even let Vickers come in his socks and sandals. Let's not make it difficult for our children to be in church. Let's not make it difficult for anybody to be in church. The other way that we sometimes make it difficult for children is we overfill their weeks. We overfill our weeks. We drive them around to a gazillion different activities and clubs, and we squeeze out time to come to church We squeeze out time to talk to them about God, and we squeeze out time to remember to talk to God ourselves. But yet, even in the busy, Jesus invites us to come to him as we are. And the last thing that Jesus said, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. What is it about children do you think he was talking about? Well, They have gazillions of questions, and so should we. We should ask our questions. We should bring our brains to church. Again, if you've got questions, come on the Alpha course. Talk about them. When children say sorry, they move on. They receive forgiveness. Children believe what we say. They are uncynical. They say things like they are. Children are quick to forgive. Did I already say they're uncynical? I might have, but it's really important. I'll say it again. They're uncynical. Their faith is alive. It's simple. It's uncluttered. And when they pray, they expect to be answered. So I've got only one story about my children today. When one of ours was tiny, tiny, she was three, she really wanted a trampoline. And I said to her, okay, well, you can pray. We can always ask God for what we want. 
So she shut her eyes. She went, Dear Lord Jesus, please may I have a trampoline in my garden. Amen. And she ran to the window and said, It didn't work. And it was so sad. But in that moment, what I saw was her faith and her expectancy. And Jesus really spoke to me about coming to him like a child. And then, two months later, we moved house. And we'd never seen the house we were moving to. In fact, we were moving to a different church to work for this church. And they hadn't actually found somewhere for us to live until possibly the week before we needed to move in. The day we arrived was the first time we'd seen the house. And guess what was in the garden? Trampoline. Yeah. And it was, it was like a dug-into-the-floor one. So it was a trampoline that had always been there, ready and waiting for Hannah with her... The child, who I didn't mention. <laughs> Sorry, Hannah. Okay. Not only does Jesus tell us to let the children come to him, in his topsy-turvy way, this is what Jesus always does, he tells us to come to him like children, to be trusting and humble and full of faith and wonder. And to believe him, you see, the Bible tells us that God is our father. Who's your daddy? It's God. That's why we played the game. There's the subtle link. <laughs> Every single one of us belongs to God. Every single one of us is loved by God. God is with us. And he gives us his Holy Spirit so that we need never feel alone. We're all God's children. And in the game that we played, as the children looked like their fathers, we have God's likeness. We are like God. And so many of our friends and our neighbors and our families are living not knowing that they're God's children, not knowing that they have a father who loves them 